Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Your Money, Your Mission, the show that helps maximize your wealth by turning complex financial situations into actionable advice, powered by Johnson Financial Group. Let's go to today's listener. We have a question. Hey, Kelly. My name is Cody. I'm now several years into my career and starting to earn a pretty good income, but haven't paid much attention to what to do with my money yet. What are some common mistakes to avoid when it comes to managing your finances? Thank you for that question, Cody. No matter your age, profession, household income level, uh, there are some very common mistakes that you should avoid. And unfortunately, many people fall victim to them. And the sooner you know about these mistakes, the better you can control your financial future. The expert I brought in to help you today is Tim Kiesling, Vice President, Wealth Fiduciary Advisor for Johnson Financial Group. Tim has been in the financial services industry for over 30 years and speaks across the country on financial planning, wealth management, and financial literacy. Tim, welcome to Your Money, Your Mission. Let's dive in. Thanks, Kelly. I always look forward to our conversation. I do too, Tim. I do too. So what would you? What are some of the first things you would tell this caller? Well, what Cody raised there is not uncommon. That's a pretty common question we hear when we have an opportunity to meet with people. Is I'm starting to move through the various transitions of life, and I don't have a plan. And as you know, that's critical to success is having some type of plan that guides us to the decisions we're going to make as we work through all life's transitions. Uh, it's been said that people will actually spend more time planning their summer vacation than they will planning their financial future, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Well, vacation planning is fun, but is financial planning um, a way to actually improve your fund down the road? Absolutely. Absolutely. It allows us to make some different decisions, right? And we can certainly have some more fun along the way. But as those transitions come, and there's a lot of them, I've heard, I've been told there's more than 60 different life transitions that we might face from cradle to grave. Things like uh, graduating college, buying our first car. Okay. I don't oh. know if you remember that, but I oh, do. Oh, I do. An 88 Dodge Daytona, cherry red. <laughs> There's some stories there, but that's a different podcast. We'll go there. But we transition through all these different things. As a matter of fact, I think not too long ago, didn't you have a pretty significant transition in your life? I did. I really did. My husband had a, a, an emergency medical procedure, some bypass surgery that caused me to have to reflect on, first of all, is he going to be okay? Uh, which thankfully he is. But what does that mean if he weren't? Um, you know, while he was sur in surgery, I, I was in some ways comforted by the fact that I had done a financial plan and I knew some of the steps I'd have to take if indeed he needed long-term care, if things didn't go as well as I thought. But to think about, you know, what would happen to my family if the worst had happened, you know, and I didn't have a plan, that would have really been even more stressful than what I was dealing with. I agree. I agree. And that's why it's always best to prepare than to try and repair. Um, my experience has always been that, unfortunately, those negative incidents like that tend to happen four o'clock on a Friday afternoon of a holiday weekend, right? Mm -hmm. And no one seems to be prepared for those. So having that plan in place is the first step to making some very, very wise decisions about our financial future. So how does Cody start to pull together that plan? What does he need to do first? It's a good question, because when we say plan, that Kinds of, sounds like a lot of work, doesn't it? I mean, there's going to be a lot involved. Um, it might be expensive. These are all the things we hear. So the first thing to do is find out what's important to Cody and why. Why is he saving the money? Why does he want to get the next attainment of a job? What are some of the things materially he might want to do? What are the things that are important to him, maybe from a charitable giving? Things like that. Really discover his story as to what's important. The key advantage someone like Cody has is he's got the advantage of time. 
he's younger gen, uh, younger gentleman. He's starting out, and so he's got this advantage of time, and that can be such a big advantage starting out. Uh, Albert Einstein is credited with saying that uh, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world, and the person that understands it benefits from it, and the person that doesn't understand it pays for it. So hopefully, in chatting with someone like Cody, we can start to get them into the plan. Find out what's most important to them, and most importantly, get them started. That's the key advantage someone like Cody's going to have. So who should Cody start to talk to if he wants to pursue this? I'd recommend finding a trusted advisor team. Now, again, that sounds like a lot of work, okay? But what we want is there's no one that's an expert in every facet of the plan. So find a team that can look at it from different angles. So Cody's going to have some banking needs. You know, and it could start simple with a checking account or a savings account and move from there. And then there could be mortgage needs. There could be investing needs. Uh, there's going to be some level of planning needs from perhaps an estate planning view. All of those folks need to be part of his team, and they all need to understand what his ultimate goals are. So who are the people in a team, typically? So typically, when we sit down to meet with someone, we they almost always have a banking relationship. So I would recommend that. And then a wealth advisor relationship. Someone like Cody that's starting out should be working with an insurance professional that says, um, you know, that that Dodge, cherry red Dodge that you mentioned before, is that properly covered from an insurance standpoint? So are his vehicles, does Cody have any toys, the jet skis, the boats, all that, that maybe perhaps he wants to make sure are properly insured? If he's renting, has he talked to somebody about renter's insurance or potentially homeowner's insurance? So we need the banking relationship, the investment relationship. I definitely would have somebody on the insurance side that could take a look at his plan as well. And then someone uh, from the estate planning side that even as young as Cody sounded, there's still documents we want to put in place that would help just in case if he's not able to make his own decisions, that he's identified those people that can make them similar to what the situation you mentioned with your husband. That's great. So once uh, Cody has decided to bring on a team or bring on that advisor, what are some of the things that they're going to explore with him? So number one is goals. What's his time horizon? How much can he allocate to meet those goals? And then take a look and see things like um, how much debt does Cody have? Is he carrying a lot of debt? Um, it might be credit card debt. It could be student loan debt. Um, maybe Cody bought too big of a car and he's kind of weighed down with some of the debt of that. So that's one of the things they're going to look at. Now, sometimes when we tell people we want to take a look at the debt situation or their budget, people say, no, 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 that's, I don't want to be held to a budget. That's too constrictive. If I want to go out on Friday night, I want to go out on Friday night, and I don't want to be beholden to a budget. Having that plan actually gives us more freedom to make some of those decisions of the things we want to do moving forward. So each piece needs to be reviewed by a professional. And is that why it's helpful to have a bank or have all these different experts? Because there might be other ways to manage debt than what Cody might think just out of the gate? Absolutely. Absolutely. That each one of them is an expert in their field. And having that team surrounding Cody will help him make better decisions. Wonderful. And in terms of investing, how would you suggest a young person, a young professional, start investing? I think the key is to start that's it. Again, to go back to Cody's advantage, he's got time on his side. So the earlier we can get started, I'm sure you've probably seen some of these charts. Um, some of them seem to go back to Noah's time, but they show that if we start accumulating early, the big advantage that we have over time as to how do we can accumulate. It also allows us to make different decisions because if I have time on my side, 
I can weather the storms of volatility a little bit better than if I start trying to save for retirement at 62 when I want to retire at 65. There's very few options available that are going to help us meet our goals. Right. So, so when Cody is thinking about these kinds of things, and he's a young professional, like so many young professionals, they have their first job. 401ks, those kinds of employer-sponsored retirement plans, would those things you would think would be a positive move for them to make to start? That would be a great place to start. We definitely don't leave the free money of an employer match on the sidelines. Make sure we're taking advantage of that. Overall, investing is simple. It's just not easy. And that may sound strange. What I mean by that is it's simple. If we start consistently investing over a long period of time in a well-diversified portfolio, that's that's simple. It's not easy to stay to that. When the Super Bowl's coming around and I want that new 84-inch TV, it's hard to not spend the money on that. When the market's really volatile, it's hard to not stop contributing to that and just sit on the sidelines for a while. But someone like Cody, if he could start early, take advantage of the employer plans, make regular contributions. We've all heard the old adage, pay ourselves first. Mm -hmm. If we did things like that, that in combination with the advantage of time, he's going to set himself up for a very, very high level of success. Hey, everyone. It's your host, Kelly Mould, and I hope you're enjoying this episode of Your Money, Your Mission. I just wanted to remind you that this show is about your money. So to celebrate the launch, we're currently giving away $1,000 in Visa gift cards. It's really simple to enter. To take advantage, just click the link in the show notes wherever you're listening. All right, let's get back to the show. So you would say right now some of the big mistakes are not getting a team or at least having an advisor you start to talk with, whether that's a banker or a wealth advisor or even an attorney. Um, and then the second thing would be maybe not participating in those plans where you can get free money from the employer by starting your 401k or your employer-sponsored retirement. Is that that's, that's a great place to start. Great. Great place to start. And what, uh, what other things should Cody be thinking about? Um, I'll touch back on the debt, managing the debt, make sure we're managing that appropriately. Um, always make sure we set up an emergency savings account first to weather the storm of what might be coming. And then from there, take and knock down some of that high interest, perhaps credit card debt. Um, one thing that I've seen sneak up on quite a few people lately, Kelly, is uh, we'll be meeting with someone and they'll say, well, I'm not spending much on entertainment. And then we look and they've got 12 different subscription services that are 12, $15 a piece. And when we add those up in aggregate, it, it reaches a pretty nice sum. So be aware of those small little, little breaks in the dam that could really cause a problem in regards to outflow every month. Right. And in terms of that emergency savings account that you think everybody should have, I, I often get asked, and I'm sure you do too, how much should they save? What do you recommend to, to your clients in terms of that safety net? Great question. Usually what we recommend is the consensus is somewhere between six to 12 months. Now, I would look, I would go a little bit longer on that spectrum if perhaps I was in a commission-based sales job, for example. I might want to go out closer to two to three years on there. Just understand that those dollars that we set aside for safety mm -hmm. are not necessarily dollars that are earning or working very, very hard for us, but that's not what they're intended to do. They're intended to be there that if something goes wrong, that can support what I need to do to maintain my lifestyle. Great. That's great advice. So what other things should we be thinking about? Cody may not be thinking about this because he sounded like he might be younger, uh, but there's a risk management aspect that comes into this as well. 
And a lot of times when we talk to people, they'll say, um, that's never going to happen to me, right? Nothing bad is ever going to happen to me. Um, we're invincible at that younger age. So I, w- I would stress to Cody, make sure there's some type of plan in place to address those things that could happen. What do I mean? Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you a quick question, Kelly. If you had to guess out of every 100 people, how many people will lose their house, have their house totaled in a fire in their lifetime? If you had to guess. Hmm. Maybe 10. Yeah. It's actually closer to three. Three. But now that's one of those events that is unlikely to happen in our lifetime. But I bet you have homeowner's insurance, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's too high of a risk, but a low frequency. Those are the type of events we want to insure. So again, those events that have a low frequency or low opportunity of happening but would be very impactful if they did happen, those are the ones we want to transfer that risk over to an insurance company. So at Cody's age, he doesn't think he's going to pass away, and statistically he probably won't. But is there an opportunity that he might become disabled during his working years? That would be an avenue I would want to look at. So from a risk management standpoint, has he had the opportunity to meet with that professional on the team and have an expert take a look at his risk management and just make sure he's covered appropriately. Um, a number of people, their house values have gone up fairly significantly over the years, and they're holding their same homeowner's insurance policy that they had 10 or 12 years ago, and they've never had somebody take another look at it. That type of opportunity there from a risk management standpoint is something I would suggest that people take a look at. And all of those things are are the aspects that a team would help Cody accomplish, especially if he's a busy professional and really doesn't have the time or experience or knowledge to do, correct? You're exactly right. And that's and those are deep fields. They take some expertise with those fields. And so rather than trying to do that online, why not engage with a professional? Makes a lot of sense, Tim. It really does. So if there was one thing you'd tell a, 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 an individual entering their profession, just starting out, that they should do no matter what, what would that be? Identify a trusted team of advisors and work with them. And make sure when you work with them that they know what your goals are. And just as important as to what your goals are, have them help you discover why those goals are important. So you might have a goal of buying a vacation home in Door County for some reason. Why is that important to you? Is that something you did when you were growing up and you want your kids to experience that? Or you might want to travel the world. Why is that important? So it's not only what the goals are, but help that team of professionals help you identify why that is important to you. And from there, they can then help identify the most efficient solutions to help you reach your goals. That's terrific advice. I can tell you from my personal experience, once I had a team and a plan, everything came into, I think, a better focus for me. Absolutely. And hopefully reduce some stress for you, right? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. 100%. Tim, thank you. I can't thank you enough for being here and helping our listener understand what some of the mistakes are to avoid and how to approach uh, a better financial future. We really appreciate you being with us today. Well, I appreciate the time and I always enjoy spending time with you, Kelly. Thanks, Tim. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks. And thank you for listening to Your Money, Your Mission. If you have a question, wherever you are listening to this episode, you can simply go to the show notes and it will say, submit a question. Click on the link, write your question, and hit submit. Also, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes of Your Money, Your Mission. 
and take advantage of our celebration giveaway as we launch this podcast designed to help you with complex financial situations through actionable advice. Your Money, Your Mission is powered by Johnson Financial Group. Until the next time, thank you for listening. Products and services offered by these Johnson Financial Group companies, Johnson Bank and Johnson Wealth, Inc. Wealth management services are provided through Johnson Bank and Johnson Wealth, Inc., Johnson Financial Group companies. Additional information about Johnson Wealth, Inc., a registered investment advisor, and its investment advisor representatives is available at advisorinfo.sec.gov. Not FDIC insured, no bank guarantee, may lose value.